1: Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount
2: using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. See dot Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close.
3: We've shown we can do we can do it. We can beat good teams and. Um, that's why I have confidence in this group. Um, we just gotta work. Um, just gotta get back to work hard, and, um, and it's up to us now to uh, to get to uh, do good things.
2: Well, here's hoping from a Sabres standpoint that uh, they embrace those words and find ways to do good things against a team that has points in 14 of their last 16 games. That would be the Toronto Maple Leafs coming in here at KeyBank tonight as part of Winterfest.
1: Yeah, um, a beautiful uh, day here in Buffalo. The sun is out. There's uh, a blue sky, and that's kind of the approach that everybody's got to take now. I mean, it was not a good game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, but you get a uh, uh, kind of a do-over here. Um, two games before the Christmas break, and it is the Leafs and the New York Rangers, so they're two really, really tough challenges. The Leafs can definitely Name score. Name me both. one
2: that's not a tough challenge.
1: Uh, they're all tough challenges. Thank you're you. absolutely right. Uh, some are tougher than others sometimes. I don't uh, think so. Uh, I,
2: I, You just lost 9-4 to Columbus.
1: No, Tell, I, tell I, me I, a tougher I, challenge. Yes, I totally can <laughs> appreciate what you're saying, but, you know, there's, there's teams and – um, that obviously presents bigger challenges, and, and the Leafs do present a big challenge with their offense. Uh, I mean, Austin Matthews number is number two offense
2: park. in the NHL. So, a wise goaltender of more than 500 no silver stick games played in the NHL, tell me how you prepare for such an offensive potential that is the Maple Leafs every night? Well,
1: I mean, there's a couple of ways to look at it. One, you got to look internally. It Does it matter that you're playing the Leafs? No. Why? Because the Sabres are creating their own wrongdoing uh, with their play, with mm. their, their coverage, with their puck management. And it's been like that in every game that has not gone well this year. First period against the Colorado Avalanche, uh, you know, Columbus game. You look at some of the games this year that have not gone well, mm-hmm. you can point out to, you know, what the Sabers did wrong that led to the other team getting goals? Not yeah. so much. Oh, you know what? They were so fast, and their power play moved the puck so well, puck so well, and they were. They, it's all what they were doing. And so, you look at the Columbus game, and you could easily say, okay, well, there were some really bad plays with the puck in the defensive zone that mm-hmm. led to multiple, multiple goals. And if you can take that away, um, you know, the game could be different. It still scored four goals, that I know score effect and it's seven one at some point and you're like, okay, like you're gonna, you know, play a little looser, the other team doesn't pay attention to the details as much, but you still score four goals in that game. Mm-hmm. A team that is not scoring three on average this year where they were over three last year, uh and closer to four. You're, you're saying, okay, you still got four goals, but why did you give up nine? It's because of the plays that you made with the puck in the defensive zone. So you look at the Leafs and you say, okay, yeah, second offensive offense in the NHL right now. But if you don't turn the puck over 15 feet away from your net, mm-hmm. you're not giving them that chance. If you don't just blindly throw it up the wall and then your coverage is, is not soft in front of your goaltender, then you have a... a, a a a fighting chance every night to be able to say hey we can win this game maybe 3-2 we're not scoring five goals six goals to win it 6-4 but maybe we can win it 3-2 and it all comes down to what you're doing especially with the puck in your defensive zone
2: how do you look at it from Levi's standpoint he's expected to go tonight we spent most of last week uh, discussing his playing his not playing his run of 3-0-1 going into the last game which of course you know now this is not to be cruel but it, when, when the game goes so sideways like yeah. the other night it's like all the recent numbers become a distant memory because that this is the only you know this is the fresh wound on the heels of you know kind of building yourself up so i'm just wondering what you think he feels like obviously don talked appropriately so about look the team was not doing well in no. front of him so the change was made because of that more than anything but it's a weird situation in that you don't have the same results as you had in the previous games plus your partner in crime comes in and ends up feeling a similar fate yeah in Lucan and giving up five and I just wonder what the like, you know, again, we're talking about a kid who's played less than 25 NHL games. Every goalie goes through this. Every age bracket they're in all the way through. But, yep. I, I, like, I don't know. Like, what what is what is that feeling like? And, and what do you know of Levi that makes you feel like, hey, this is whatever. Like, I'm ready for tonight. You know. Well,
1: I mean, there's two things. One, after the Columbus game. If you're Devin Levi, you probably go up to Lucan and you said, "Sorry, man," because yeah. it's almost not fair to Lucan. And he goes in for half a game, gives up five, takes the loss, and it it looks bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is a goalie uh, in in Lucanan that was back at over 900 of a safe percentage, right. and now he's back at 893 in one game, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a problem. Uh, two, now you you had the little conversation with Don Granado. You probably sat down and had your conversation with assistant coach, goalie coach Mike Bills, and you're ready to go. It's happened multiple times. Levi dominated college hockey, but I know that there was moments last year in what was supposed to be the year where he was going to dominate even more mm-hmm. that he got pulled, and he had a bad game, and he gave up five or six in the game, and he responded, right? So you you go back into your automatic. You go back into I I, I'm, I know I'm confident in my own abilities. I'm in, in the National Hockey League for a reason. Mm-hmm. I was on a run of 3-0-1 before that, where I was playing really well. Uh, and really, when you look at the Columbus game, they had the fourth goal, on the, on, you know, the two-on-one, the shot over the glove. Yeah, you, you know, it's a straight on shot. There, there's not a pass before. There's not a, you know, it's a non man rush. But other than that, the other three goals, you know, guy wide open in front of the net on the tap in after a rebound off the back end. Then Fintilli short side. Like, that's a, that's a quick play. Uh, Marchenko between the legs. You're like, okay, that's the way it goes. Sometimes you, you forget about it. And I think as a goaltender, you have to have this really, um, Almost like forgetting mind when it comes to Did you have any tricks, like that? though,
2: that you use to, like, snap yourself into a good place? Or did you? Duffer, I don't or, remember. Or, or do you think, like, is there such a, like, do goalie coaches know, like, do they have a certain instinct that they always know something to say? Something, I don't know, it's almost code. Jim, of course, he, you know so I mean? he would always like,
1: say the same thing. He would say. But does that, is, would, that, is that good
2: for you, though? Like, But
1: he would say this. You're good, just play, and you'll play good. That was a simple yeah, yeah. answer. Like, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. good. You're yeah. in the NHL. Yeah. Just play and you'll play good. Yeah. That was his thing. Benny Allaire in New York would only show you saves. Because we did video session right. the day before your next start. Mm-hmm. Every day before the next start or the morning off if it was a back-to-back, we would do a video session. Mm-hmm. He would really show go- goals. It would show saves. So that you have in your mind, and sometimes it would be, you made a save here, but that wasn't the right approach or you <laughs> made a mistake. But at least you're not... Looking at a goal and a red light. Did light. he really tell you that? Oh, yeah. Benny would always say technical mistake, Marty. Technical mistake right here. You know but you know but, what I
2: would do? I would I would invoke the Glenn Hall, Hall clause and, like, you know, my job is to stop the first one. So you can just pipe down. I'm going to paint the barn. Well, and I'm going to uh, miss training camp. And I'm just going to show up when I'm going to show up. But so, if you don't
1: stop the first one, you're in trouble. Well, Glenn Hall not, did no, most of the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. But so here's the There's thing. It's the
2: rebounds that made him throw you up before everything. You have... You know,
1: you have an incredible memory of a game that happened two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, 20 years ago.
2: You do? No, you do. No, you do. You played it. No, no,
1: no. No, I'm saying like right now.
2: The internet is my memory. You know that, Okay. Well, yeah, Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm good with the computer too, but... I, I I'm watching Morning Skate this morning. I'm like standing off the side of the ice there and watching Morning Skate. I have totally forgotten about Columbus because I'm thinking, Oh, look at look at this shot, look at this save, look at this pass, look at I that's my mind. Always work that way. Okay. So it's not so much you have tricks, I think you build it over time. Right? You're fourteen years old and you're playing Bantam hockey and you have a bad tournament. And then how did you respond the next weekend? Did mm-hmm. you have a good tournament? you have a good game? And then your body. Well, you flipped the
2: cassette over and the Ghetto Blaster. And the right Ghetto up.
1: Blaster. And you're like, we're going to listen to the B-side today instead of the A-side of uh, Master of Puppets, right? And right. That's what it and was. And
2: maybe just a little louder. So. And maybe
1: just a little louder. But uh, maybe you'll have, you know, Timmy O's in the morning instead of drive-by McDonald's. That's the way it goes.
3: <laughs>
1: Love the minor hockey stories. But really, your brain and your body learns as you go through these experiences. Yes. And it always has to learn again at the next level. So you play Bantam hockey. Maybe you've figured it out at Bantam hockey, but then you play midget, and then you got to adjust a little bit different. It's mm-hmm. not the same challenge. It may be a little bit, uh, you know, harder to say, hey, I, I'll forget about last weekend. Well, you got to work harder. Junior is the same thing. College, minor league, NHL. So I think for Devin Levi, in this situation... He's going to revert back to his preparation and practice, his video session, getting his routine, you know, and every, because it's been working. Mm-hmm. And so one game can't take that away, but it's the NHL. And instead of playing, I don't know, instead of playing, you know, Harvard. You know, the next weekend, you're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're playing Austin Matthews. So that's the challenge that the NHL presents. You may want to forget everything that happened against Columbus, but you may be, you know, like kind of woken up a little bit early in the game and saying, I
2: better be good here because it is a bigger challenge. You a North Pole or South Pole guy?
1: Well, I i I think I'm more of a South Pole guy, really? Yeah, what does that even mean? Well, because you know visiting the North Pole, you'd be in the middle of the water or on some little piece of land here and there. Um, but the South Pole has you know Antarctica, and mm-hmm. there's actually life going on there, yeah, yeah, temperature um, <laughs> Is it colder in the South Pole?
2: I'm gonna say they're real close. I might have to phone a friend on this. Uh, Yeah, I mean,
1: I've watched documentary. I watched, uh, you know, Planet Earth on the Discovery Channel, and when they do the. uh the South Pole I would canvas, things. you know, I mean,
2: like you are uh, you can get the, all the stuff on Sabres Live at Twitter. You know, I'm free and clear of that this holiday season, thank goodness. Anyway, it's Winterfest, it's North Pole, Phoenix Copley will not be appearing tonight. Unfortunately, he's not only injured, but he's with the Kings, who are not providing the opposition tonight. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs, but Mr. and Mrs. Claus, Santa and Mrs. Claus, if you will, will be in the concourse for photos tonight. Now, there will be two reindeer outside in Alumni Plaza before the game. Whoa. Do, do we know which two? uh Blitzen and Rudolph. Okay, let's go with that. Uh they'll be enjoying as will you Concourse music provided by Vibrant Strings. We will have a station to write letters to the North Pole. Time is running out. Like get those letters Express done real mail. Quick. Express mail. It goes like yes. in 24 hours. Holiday craft station in conjunction with the Buffalo Albright Knox Art Museum. High marks again providing some themed photo opportunities with some take home prints available. It's a whole host of activities for the holiday season, if you will. And young Jack Quinn, of course, is a part of Buffalo's lineup tonight. This is a lineup that might, in fact, feature Jeff Skinner and Jordan Greenway and is expected to have Ryan Johnson on the blue line and Devin Levi in goal. Jack, it's great to see you again. And uh, how are you feeling going into game two now based on... uh, I don't know. I'm assuming releasing a lot of pent up energy on the other night. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Yeah, I'm excited uh, to play again.
3: Obviously, it was great to get back in the lineup and get the first one out of the way, and uh, hopefully build on it.
1: Were you thinking about it a little bit during the game? Like, it's it's got to be natural that sometimes you may want to put on the brakes and you're like, or change quickly direction, and you're thinking, uh, you know, I haven't done that yet in a game situation. Did that cross your mind?
3: Uh no not really I oh, think oh good yeah
1: because <laughs> it would have crossed mine and anyway, yeah. I watched you at cross mine a little bit but I I I want to see your point of view so that's good
3: I would say uh like earlier on in the rehab there was a lot more of that and, okay um at this point it's kind of it's all gone there's no hesitation so um, some nerves before the game but I think once uh the puck drop you kind of get into that mode and forget about everything
2: what about feel for the game how did it change as it went along because obviously i can't even imagine the hours you actually put in on the ice and rehab where you feel probably normal but then you need to feel it in a true game situation
3: yeah i think it'll uh it'll keep getting better and better for me but i did notice it uh i felt better as the game went on the second half the second and third i thought i uh was a little more comfortable so um Took a little bit, I guess.
1: Was it a ten-step rehab? Like, was it a fifteen? Like, what was the the steps going from the injury? We were on our way to Nashville for the draft when we all found out, right, yeah. that you had gotten hurt. And so, what were the steps? And was there some of those steps that were a lot harder mentally, physically than others?
3: Yeah, I would. I kind of broke it into three steps. The first two months, uh, I was in the boot and. Uh, like not walking at all. So that that was probably the hardest part, just not being able to be active whatsoever. And um, a lot of uh, down days, I guess, uh, months two to four was kind of uh, all rehab in the gym, uh, starting to walk again at, at the two-month mark. Um, by four months, kind of walking normal again and uh, starting to work out in the gym. And months four to six, uh, start skating and ramp it all the way up to where we are now.
1: Uh, the, the whole, like, not walking for two months – did you? Because I remember back in the days of guys that had lower body injury, they would sit on the uh, the arm bike and kind of get their heart rate up. Were you able to do any of that, or it was nothing at all?
3: Uh, yeah, I was able to do a little bit of that upper upper body workout.
1: Okay, yeah. so but nothing lower body. Nothing obviously. lower body. Yeah.
2: How would you say um, you feel head to toe now after going through this, you know, exhaustive rehab process? But Do you feel different in other areas where it can have a more pronounced impact this year?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about if it'll have a better impact, but I think it gave me an opportunity to work on some other stuff and learn a bit about my body and uh, kind of restore some movement patterns that maybe uh, they're probably better now than they were before because I had a chance to focus on them.
1: What about watching the games, either on TV and watching Duffer and I analyze uh, between the intermissions? Uh, Mute. Well, no, it's like... (laughs) Let's see what these guys are saying. I really want to know. Uh, and uh, maybe from the press box, uh, sitting with the coaches in, on meetings, did you learn other things in that side of, of being you know, on the outside watching what's going on?
3: Yeah, a little bit. I think you pick up bits and pieces as you go, but I mean, I'm, I'm watching hockey all the time anyway, even when I'm playing yeah. it,
2: so... Um, there's not a huge difference there no what are you seeing around the league obviously toronto's in tonight matthews is on fire again um but what else have you noticed and perhaps enjoyed to a certain extent watching around the league this year
3: yeah i don't know i mean there's a lot of good teams a lot of teams are playing well i like watching toronto matthews and marner i like a lot so Mm -hmm. um i'll watch a lot of their games
1: what about the shot like uh you know you, you, you skated a lot, obviously got back in the shape, but did you dump 100 pucks on the ice and continue to shoot, and continue to work on the shot? You got a great shot, you're a goal scorer, but is there something that you try to maybe incorporate into your shooting arsenal right now to use in the game?
3: I definitely worked a lot on my shot. Yeah, I don't know if I, I could tell you I you know added a bunch of new tricks or anything, but just perfecting kind of um, what I like to work on, what I, what I think works to score goals. Um, a lot of time when I couldn't be on the ice, I would uh, was able to shoot in the shooting room. So yeah. put a lot of
2: hours in there. Wow. What uh, what worked well uh, and best for you as a trio with Cousins and JJ last year? Well, I think there's a lot of chemistry there. Um,
3: a lot of uh, a lot of speed. Uh, JJ and Kazier both really quick, and I think uh, we were just able to play with a ton of pace, and kind of uh, that was a key to our success. We kind of just took it to teams with our our pace and were able to get pucks back and kind of all over them, it felt like, when we were playing our best.
1: Are you happy or excited or... I don't want to say jealous because that's not the thing, but um, you know, to see JJ have the start to the season that he's having—he's got 12 goals—and you know, you guys went through the steps going to Rochester and then Buffalo and now you know continue on. So, uh, how excited or happy are you for the success that JJ has on the ice?
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, we're obviously uh, really close friends, so I'm always rooting for. For his success, and uh, I don't think it's a huge surprise to a guy like me who has played with him for a couple years now and and knows how good he is. So I think I kind of knew in my head he was going to have a great start.
1: Um, I I just want to bring up this goal. When he had the breakaway and the puck went behind the net and then he shot it off the goalie and it went in, like from behind the goal line. Yeah. often that's something that you talk about on the bench or during practice hey you know what like try that shot is is this something you've seen him do before because I was like I love that play I think it's a smart play a guy that's below the goal line quickly right off the goalie's back or you know pads and, and in the net you guys ever discuss some of those moments in games and goals like that
3: um I don't think that's uh, one you really discuss I feel like that's more of like a like a goal scorer's knack, like yeah. always wanting to score, so you're gonna you're gonna try from anywhere kind of thing. And I've seen him do that a lot. Usually he's he's coming around with speed, he banks it off, off the helmet or something um, mm-hmm. from the below the goal line. But that one, I think he just missed the breakaway. The puck was still loose and saw the
2: opportunity to bank it in. Is there a different pressure coming in at this point in the season, based on having seen the guys struggle to find the consistency in the overall team game so far?
3: Uh, pressure for me yeah
2: just because it's you know you're walking into a situation where the guys have had a real challenge you know it's like do you obviously you try not to but do you sense that it's just different right now a different vibe than maybe how last year ended well
3: i think there's pressure on us on a team uh pressure on us as a team to kind of climb out of the the hole we're in right now and start Mm -hmm. playing well but i don't think it changes much for me i mean i'm just going to come in and try to play my best whether we're first in the league or where we are that that doesn't really change Mm -hmm.
1: anything you uh advised on with zach benson being that he's so young and you were you know 19 years old when you first appeared in in rochester and uh you know any anything that you could maybe relate to him or help him in his transition from junior hockey to pro hockey
3: uh, I don't think he really needs much help right now. <laughs> he's, he's a really good player, super smart, and I think he's uh, way ahead of where I
2: was at 18, that's for sure. Is it the edge that he plays with that impresses you? The fact that he's kind of like...
1: Or the, the amount of penalties he takes yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and draws?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, there's a few things. I, I mean, I think it's impressive that he, he gets the net and gets to the inside the way he does. Yeah,
2: uh, I think that's tough for anyone, and he's he's doing it at 18. Hey, who are you kind of leaning on the most through this long process which I can't even imagine you know what what it does to you just to try to have to take that long path back after you'd carved out such an incredible year last year um who who were the people that were really kind of guiding you either internally here with the Sabres or outside well I think
3: my family first uh my parents obviously especially the it happened in the summer so I was at home and um kind of just alone with them and um then when I got here uh, Samuelson's you know, he's waiting for his house to be built. So he's been living with me the past few months. So we've had a great time together. Nice. Oh,
1: Sammy, Sammy, always the voice of reason. Yeah, exactly. I like that. <laughs> um, okay. I, I remember when I broke my collarbone um, and I remember coming off the ice and just just sitting in, you know, the trainer's room and, and kind of staring into nothing. Like that first few moments after your injury, what went through your mind and how did you Like, how did you feel at that moment, knowing that, you know, you probably knew that was something that was going to be significant?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I think uh, you might have mentioned a little bit, but just kind of disbelief. You don't really know what to think. I mean, uh, I kind of knew right away what had happened and just couldn't really believe it, to be honest. Like, uh, that kind of injury and just a a summer training workout, it's not something you would ever expect. So, um, definitely tough to deal with.
1: Will you be like Marty Brother? when Marty, well... You never got to play against him, but you know who he is. He never really worked out, right? He was not notorious for never working out. And one summer, he's getting older, and he's like, I should really work out. And he got in pretty good shape, lost some weight. He's a little heavier as a, as a goalie, and lost some weight, and... And then a month into the season, he ripped his bicep, and he goes, "I'm never working out again." Did you? Did that cross your mind? Said, "I'm never working out again. I'm not going in the gym."
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe a little more skating instead.
2: <laughs> Any good Chris, uh, Christmas gift exchanges uh, going on behind the scenes yet that uh, we don't know about? Not yet, not yet. We'll keep you guys updated. though. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for all the uh, good times uh, you guys have provided you, on social. It's been do you know who
1: Stifler
3: is?
2: Like from American Pie? Yes, yeah. so you
1: know who Stiffer's mom is. Yeah. Okay, so Duffer in our gift exchange gifted me the uh, tickets to Stiffer's mom, a 90s uh, mu- what is it? Music, music experience, experience. Yeah, yeah. in New York City tomorrow night as yeah. we travel with you guys. So <laughs> wow. I'll let you know great how that Great gift. So, yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. Like <laughs> We're going to awesome. be there tomorrow yeah. night.
2: Good luck tonight. Thank you. It's really terrific to see you back and uh, continued success this year. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Well, uh, Jack doesn't qualify for this, but we will be having our kids take over on January 20th uh, here in the arena. (laughs) He is just out of the age range, and we want young fans to be a part of the game experience on that January 20th day when the lightning are in. Roles include, I'm willing to expand these roles to producer, director, EVS operator, lead camera operator, um, building security uh, what else can we do? A snow removal in parking ramps, um, although that would be tricky. They might not have their license. Right? Yeah, no, that would. Okay, be Okay, we could tricky. we could stick to um, social media editor, yeah. junior reporter, and um, well, I know there's a lot more, and I know there's a lot the more announcer? opportunity. Well, yeah, probably, but yeah. go to sabers.com/slash/takeover to find out more. So, do you know what you um, triggered there in your funny comment? Which was so many. I trigger so many decades ago. Like Jack Quinn probably rolled his eyes at you about Marty. Marty Brodeur. He's probably like, "Who's Marty Brodeur?" No, he
1: doesn't. He watches hockey. I know,
2: but Marty was done when Jack was like a (laughs) Like Five. Yeah. So anyway, um, and you talked about that's it. I'm not working out right, like Marty. I'm done. That's it. I'm not doing it. Guess who managed to sustain a different injury than the one being treated while going through physical therapy the other day. Uh, you did? How did that happen? So I was working on my hip, and we started working on something. Like, we started doing a, a thing to help the hip. And I was like, oh, God, this is not good for my back. Oh, <laughs> and no. I walk
1: out of there, I'm no, like, ah! I could, I could, I could totally see, like... You know, you're going to physical therapy to work on your hip, and then as you walk in, you slam your foot into the side of a corner desk, and you break your toes, and you're like, that that could happen. That actually is really funny. When you Uh. work on something, and then another part of your body hurts, Mm -hmm. that's not good.
2: Yes, it's old age, and that's why I'm excited to see Santa and Mrs. Claus tonight. I finally get some in my age bracket here at the arena, and uh, I'm looking very much forward to uh, the festivities here tonight. You know what you missed out on yesterday? The festivities, the throwing snowballs, yes, yes. As I missed the camera, but uh, that's all yeah. right. It went I, right by. That it was it, at, uh, a good shot. Our great uh, show at Roswell yesterday, followed by the Sabers' annual visit. Yes, and um, honestly, the snowball
1: fight has always been good. It started with. Rolled up socks yes. into basically a snowball fight, and now I believe they have these custom-made soft snowballs yeah. that they're tossing, right? So yeah, that's what this is. Um, I was I was you, encouraged to actually you.
2: throw it at you, and uh, I oh, just, this
1: this is a nice one. This would be the weird. kids actually
2: didn't know it was coming yesterday, so the players ambushed them at the end after the photo shoot. Oh, that's really great! Yeah, that,
1: that's the way to do it. But no, I another. You know, great initiative, and
2: uh, you know, Steve, you can hit the camera on the way out here. Uh, it's coming know. up next on Sabres Live. Oh, man. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours